I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, a Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We are two single girls trying to figure out how to date well as Christian women, and we're super pumped for this episode. I think this is like our, yeah, longest probably episode so far. I think so. Or it will be by the time we're done with it. I think so, but it is a topic that is well worth it. But before we get started, Bethany and I were trying to come up with something fun we could talk about at the beginning of the episode like we have been, but we had really uneventful weekends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag adulting. Um, I deep cleaned my apartment, if that gives you any inkling into my life this weekend. I, mine wasn't even that exciting. Yeah. So um, instead, I went and found a fun fact, um, which I found fascinating. Did you know that Barbies, as in the doll, her full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. I had no idea. I had no idea. She I had didn't know that name. was even a thing. I nope. thought Barbie was her full name. That's what I thought. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what Ken's name is. Oh, Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Yes, I wonder if he's got a. I did Kendall. not. Sweet Ken. So he many did. memories. Is anybody getting nostalgic right now? Because I am. Okay, Kenneth Sean Carson Ooh. was his name. Well, that's so a Barbie Carson. Once they were married. Barbie Carson. Did you ever play with Barbies when you were younger? Oh my gosh. Okay, so no judgment. Um, I had over 150 Barbies. Are you serious? Yeah, and I had a three-story Barbie house. Oh my goodness. And a convertible <laughs> and a Jeep. <laughs> oh like, my word. I went all out. It was it was my favorite. That's um, funny thing to play with. I mean, I had Barbies, not that many for sure. Yeah, I was a little bit of a problem. But I was, <laughs> I was never very good at playing like make believe or pretend when I was a kid. Which sounds really sad now that I'm saying it, but, like, I had more fun getting everything set up and deciding who was going to be who and what we were going to do and having it all set up. And then when it got to the actual, like, playing part, I was like, this is just boring. Like, it wasn't fun anymore. Of course. So. You would be the, I'm going to plan out yeah, everything. Yeah, I did. And then there's no fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That explains why Bethany's a party planner now. Yeah. She just plans just, everything. It goes way back, apparently. And then, Yes. So, fun fact, if you didn't know Barbie's full name, now you do. You can use that at a party or something. There you go. That was super random. It so was. now we're going to get on track. And today, we are talking about actively waiting for dating. Which, okay, we get it. It sounds like an oxymoron when you first hear it. But bear with us. We've kind of got two different sides of this that we're going to talk about. One is how to navigate that weird space where you want to let the guy you like know that you're interested, but you don't want to just jump headlong into pursuing him. So we kind of call that an actively waiting phase. Like what can you do to let him know, but not go too far. And then the other side of it is how to spend your time wisely to the fullest when you find yourself single. Maybe even for an extended period of time, like when there's not that guy that you're interested in, how how do you manage your time well and be active in that season of waiting as well? So that's kind of the two things we're going to talk about today. Yeah, and we want to cover too how you don't really want to try to take control of the situation and make things happen. And I know for me, and I know for probably a lot of you, it's very tempting to try to be the one who pursues a relationship because in today's dating culture it's really common to see girls pursuing guys instead of the other way around Mm -hmm. so you think okay if it's working for them then it should work for me so why yeah why shouldn't I try this but that's just not the way it's It's supposed to be I hate to use that well I don't think it's 
the way God intended it to be. Now, granted, there's not anything in Scripture specifically about dating, but there's plenty about how to model a relationship, and that's not how you want to start off a relationship, I don't think. Because trust me, you want someone who will pursue you. Absolutely. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. I think you know deep down that is really what you want. Um, And I was thinking about that. Why is that? Why do women want, even non-Christian women, why do they know that deep down they want a man who will pursue, protect, and provide for them? And I think it's simple. It's because that's how God created them and us. Um, In Genesis chapter 2, it's, you know, it's talking about God created a helper suitable for Adam because he knew it wasn't good for him to be alone. So we were created to be a helper suitable to our husbands, not the ones who are pursuing and providing and protecting. That's for them to do. And so I think that's why universally everyone deep down knows that's what they were created for. And that's God's design. If you try to work around that, even subconsciously, you're thinking that you know better than he does, which is dangerous territory to be in. That's so true. And now on the flip side, my mom always tells me this, you don't want to be sitting on the couch at home waiting for the UPS guy to deliver your husband to your doorstep, which I think a lot of us have can have that extreme mentality, like, mm-hmm. okay, well, if I'm not going to pursue that, I'm just going to wait around. Right. And that's not wise either. So you can do something you just don't need to do everything. So showing interest is very different from actually pursuing a guy, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So we want to figure out, you know, how do you find the balance? How do I let a guy know that I'm interested without necessarily making the first move? I was actually talking to a friend of mine not too long ago about this very thing, and she had pulled up this picture on her phone that is a picture of a quote that kind of goes right along with this. And I think it's like in every girl's head. At least I was like, how is this? My brain is on this picture, basically. Um, And here's how it went. It said, how do I tell someone I like them without actually telling them I like them, but while still being very clear that I like them, but while being very unclear that I like them so that they know I like them, but also they don't know. (laughs) Felt like that Friends episode. They don't know we know they they know know we know. Right. (laughs) Like, that is a perfect picture into a girl's brain. And that's why this is something to talk about, because it's not easy. It's not a, it's an odd place to be trying to let someone know you like them, but not just being annoying about it. Yeah. When I, so I actually went and talked to my brother and some of his friends about this. Straight to the source. Good job. Yes. Me and my brother are super close, so I can ask him these questions. And I point blank asked them. You know, how am I supposed to let a guy know I like him but not make the first move? Like, how in the world? That just seems kind of impossible. And they made the comment that they want to be pretty confident a girl is going to say yes before they ask her out. So they're going to draw that conclusion from the cues a girl gives them. And that's understandable. Ahead of time. Yeah, because it's terrifying asking somebody out. Yeah. So I get that. They want to, you know, be pretty confident going into that. So ways that you can kind of send those cues are be intentional when you're around him to be around him. You know, make not 
manipulate the circumstances, but if no. he's going, if he's standing over to a group of people, go stand in that group of people. Sure. Actually talk to him and have conversations. And I know this probably sounds dumb to some of you, but I know girls who want to stand over in a corner and never talk to a guy and just kind of like flutter her eyelashes across the room and expect him to know. Or you want to stand over there and just wait for him to come talk to you. Yeah. Which... That's like, like you were saying, taken to that other extreme of waiting on the UPS guy to drop him off. Like, that screams, I'm not interested. Yeah, if you're making an actual effort to talk to him, he's going to think, oh, she wants you're to on be his around radar, me. Then. Yeah, she's making an effort to talk to me. Yeah. And you can do all of this without being too forward or creepy. Like, you don't need to follow him around <laughs> a room, but you can kind of, you know, mingle in the same groups yeah. and things like that. And he's going to pick up on that. Sure. And be. A little flirty. Air quotes around a little. Yeah. Don't go overboard. Making your interest known is okay. But remember, you don't have a claim on this guy. You have no reason to be possessive. You don't have any... You can flirt a little. Let him know you're interested. But it should only be with a guy you're legitimately interested in. Otherwise, it is manipulation. Absolutely. And that's just wrong. Uh, Not for any other reason. Not for you know, making another guy jealous. That's horrible. And I'll be the first to admit, I've done it. Oh yeah, me too. I, I'm not saying <laughs> no, I'm no above it. I'm just that. saying it's horrible. Um, so yeah, a little flirtation is okay. But don't go overboard. Don't go too far. Basically, you just want to have the mindset that you're trying to give him hints that you're interested without totally giving it away. Yeah, now I will say this, warning, big flashing red sign here too. (laughs) If you're doing these things, all of those things we just talked about, you're mingling in the same groups that he is, you're going to events that he is, you're initiating conversation, you're flirting, you're letting him know that you're interested, and he doesn't respond to it, it's probably time to reevaluate. And that's not a fun thing that any of us wants to hear. We've all been there. We've all been the girl that the guy doesn't like, but... That's okay. It's not the end of the world. And we'll talk about this more in depth in a later episode when we kind of look at what to do when the guy you're interested in is not asking you out. I'll just say, spoiler alert, the answer is not to flirt with him more. (laughs) So true. That's not, if he's not interested, he's not interested. And you need to just move on, most likely. Yeah, which I know is so hard to hear. And I know that he's probably so cute and so nice and he... Loves Jesus and just seems perfect, but like Bethany said earlier, you want a guy who will pursue you. Picking up on those cues and, you know, you're giving him ample opportunity to understand or draw the conclusion that you're interested, but if he is not pursuing you, don't settle for a relationship that you're having to pursue on your own. Yeah. You don't want a one-sided relationship once you're in a relationship, and if that's how it's starting out now... You're setting a precedent. Yeah, you are. So, we've talked about when you're interested in a guy, how do you let him know but not be annoying about it. So when you're not interested in a guy, there's not really anyone out there. You are single and maybe even for a while, you know, maybe a, a little bit longer than you would like. How do you wait well with that? That's something that we've both been kind of wrestling with, so to speak. So how would you answer that? Gosh, I have asked myself this question a lot over the past couple of years but honestly this really before that this wasn't a question I wanted to ask myself 
if I'm being really mm-hmm. transparent here, because I didn't really want to admit that there was a chance that I would be single for a really long time. And I kind of wanted to just speed up the process and not really get too comfortable with my singleness so that I was ready. If there was mm-hmm. ever a guy that came along, then I could just go for it and not, you know, be invested in all these other things. But I feel like that's the totally, like, opposite way yeah. well, and that I we think should be thinking about Some this. of that just comes with growing up. You know, when you're in high school and you're in college – that's what you're thinking about. Who are you going to go out with on Friday night? Who are you going to, you know, go to the movies with or whatever. And as you mature, as, you know, God matures you in your walk and your focus becomes more about him and what he has for you as opposed to not missing that one chance with that one guy. So you're going to sit around by yourself for two weeks. That's just not a healthy or right mindset. And I mean, I know I never intended quote unquote to be 31 and single, But God intended that for me. And he's good in everything. And like it says in Philippians chapter 4, Paul's talking and he says, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me contentment is the key of that. So even if you're single longer in one, you know, in one stretch than you wanted, or if you're later in life and still single and that's not what you wanted, we're called to contentment in what, because we know God is good. We don't have to understand. We're told to be content and that it says the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need He's learned that the secret to that is contentment, and that contentment comes through being able to do all things through Christ who strengthens him. He is only able to be content because of Christ's strength in him and his trust in that. I think that verse gets so twisted a lot of times, basically a license to do whatever you want, and you can do whatever you want because Christ strengthens you. But Paul's specifically talking about contentment in any situation. That's what we have the power to do. And I think singleness and contentment are two words that go hand in hand so often. But we don't stop and really think about what true contentment is. And that's trusting that God's plan is better, that his ways are better than what you might have intended for your life. Yeah, and I think having that perspective is so pivotal to really making the most of being single. Yeah. And I think singleness gets this bad rap for just a season of waiting Mm -hmm. as if, you know, marriage is the end all be all. Well, and it's like we talked about in, what was it? The the first episode that we're not less than there's not singleness. Isn't this thing we have to overcome. It's just a burden, right? It's just a part of your life. Yeah. It may be 20, 30, 40 years. It may maybe two months, be two months. Yeah. You know, but you've, got to shift your perspective to this is not a season for me to just wait around for something this is time on this earth that God has given me and I have purpose or I would not still be on this earth so how do I use my time to fulfill that purpose that God has put on my life yes and I actually wrote a blog post recently about this I will link it in the show notes if you want to go read it But it was about making the most of your current season, whatever that is. And one of the things I talked about was how 
and I'm really guilty of this, we tend to only focus on the cons of the season that we're in, and then we only focus on the pros of the seasons to come. And the grass is always greener yeah, on the other side yeah. of the Yeah, you don't think about the crappy parts of seasons that you're not in yet. You only look at the glamorous right. parts. And Which, side note, totally random. Can I do that for a second? Yeah, sure. Have you listened to the new song from Dan and Shay called Looking Over Fences? Or oh, My Side of the Fence. My Side of the Fence. Have my you new, listened to that? Yes, my favorite one off the album. I it's so good. love that song. I had it on repeat, like, going to work oh, yeah. a couple it's days so ago. Cute. So, go listen to the song if you haven't. It is the sweetest. It's very sweet. Okay, anyway, you said fence yeah. and it got me all No worries. No, that's Go great. ahead. <laughs> um... Yeah, so basically my challenge at the end of the post, keeping all of that in mind about we focus on the cons now and the pros of later, is I wanted my readers to make a list of things that they wanted to do in the season they were in right now and focus on enjoying those things and pursuing those things until this season comes to a close. Whenever and, that may be. Yeah, whenever that may be. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about now is how do you use your time and talents well while you may be in a longer season of being single, um, or even if it's just unplanned or unwanted, maybe, that doesn't mean it's not good for you. Oh, yeah. So how are you going to use that well? I would say a huge way to do this is get involved in your church or even a local nonprofit. Or another way, and this is something that some girls at my church did as a way to use their time well, prepare for possibly marriage and then also serve other families in our church was we offered free babysitting to the parents in our church um so they could go out on a date i love that so so you know all of the the not all of but some of the girls in the church would open themselves up friday and saturday nights and we you know we said hey we need a couple weeks notice so that we can make sure we're someone's available and yeah because Parents didn't have to worry about hiring a babysitter, which is expensive. So expensive. It gave us some insight and experience into taking care of kids and cooking and doing that. And it was also a way to manage time and use time well while we didn't have kids of our own at home. Yeah, and that's great training for when you do have kids (laughs) Or great birth control. There you go. (laughs) Whichever one you want to view it as. Gosh, that's always how I viewed babysitting, which is probably a horrible mentality. It is terrible. Oh, gosh. No, but there are so many different options and opportunities available to you during a time of being single. You can coach a sports team. I know that's something Melanie, my best friend, and uh, Bethany's sister did, was she coached volleyball, and she loved it, and she had the time. And then once she got married, she's like, oh, I don't have the time to do this anymore, but she got to do that and develop relationships with the girls on the team and be kind of a big sister to them. Yeah, just invest your time. Yeah, and it's even, being others focused. You're not focused on yourself. It is. And just and this may sound really kind of duh, but invest in your friendships. This is one time where you have so much available time and energy to really hone in on your friendships and go to coffee and go to dinner and you don't need the advanced notice no, you that you would otherwise. On a whim. I mean, Bethany and I do this all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, what are you doing? Nothing. You want to come over to the pool? Sure. You want yeah. to go to dinner? Sure. And it's so much fun, and that's so life-giving Yeah. when you can It is spend time on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
what are some of the things that were on that bucket list you had? What were some of the things you put on it? I'm curious to know. Yes. The first thing I put on it was that I wanted to travel. Such a good one. Which I feel like a lot of people do because, one, I'm the only one that I have to worry about paying for. (laughs) And two, I can kind of only have to plan around my schedule when I want to do that. So, for instance, this fall I'm going on an international mission trip. I am super excited about. This is my only second time being out of the country, so that's been super fun. And that's something that I may not necessarily be able to do because I'm gone for 10, 11 days. Well, and you were able to decide pretty Pretty quickly. quickly. Like, you had to know pretty quickly, can I do this or can I not? And you could just say, yes, I can do this and go. And I think that's such a huge thing is what you just said you have so many opportunities to say yes Mm -hmm. during this season to a lot of things. Um, Another thing I did was I wanted to start a blog, which I've mentioned a couple times. So I did did that. that. Check that (laughs) off, which is really fun. It's been super cool to be able to use my time in that way. And then another thing that I wanted to do is I really wanted to be intentional with mentoring and really making an effort to develop relationships with the college interns at the church that I work at. And, meeting them for coffee or taking them to lunch or hanging out with them and being there for them. Like I wish somebody had been there for me in college and I have the time and the resources to do that too. So those are just a few of the things that were on my list. Thanks for asking. Those are fun. That's fun to talk about. Yeah. But basically what I would just encourage you to do is capitalize on the time and the resources you have available to you right now instead of just wishing it away. Because I feel like we're so tempted to do that a lot of times. Yeah, and I mean, remember too, while you may be in a season of waiting for that one specific thing you have in your head, whether it's a husband or a certain job or a college acceptance, whatever that thing is, your whole life isn't put on hold while you wait for that thing. So true. So we're talking about singleness and dating, so obviously that thing would be a guy, a husband eventually. So we're in this season of waiting for that. But you can't put everything else on pause. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. There's nothing passive about that. And you should be about doing work for the kingdom to the glory of God no matter what. Whether you have everything you want or not because you're not ever going to have everything you want. Um, Your life doesn't begin when you get married or get that job. It's happening now just as God intended it to. And for you to... I don't know people say, you don't want to miss an opportunity. And if you believe in the sovereignty of God, you're not going to miss an opportunity. But from a human standpoint, you don't want to miss opportunities because you're so focused on waiting for that one thing that hasn't happened yet. There's a lot that's going to pass you by. And you don't want to look back and wish it hadn't. Absolutely. And I know people say this all the time. Honestly, I get kind of annoyed and (laughs) tired of hearing it, especially when married people tell me this. But you have more free time now than you ever will. It's true. And I know that's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm also probably the most lonely I'll ever be in my life if you want to go (laughs) the negative route. Maybe even, okay, instead of saying you have more free time, maybe the way to say that is you have more time that you can choose what you do with it. That's a good one. Because I don't have a ton of free time. I work, I have, but the time that's outside of work, I can choose and I alone can choose what I do with it, whether it's friends or working out or going to movies, 
yeah, it's not free time because I'm doing something, but I'm the only one I had to consult when I chose how to spend that time. I think that's probably a better way, and that's more what they mean yeah. when they say it, too. But I know what you mean. Sometimes you're just like, if one more person tells me that, <laughs> yes. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> yeah, but that's a really good way to think about it. And why not use that time well instead of just moping around waiting for the next thing you're waiting for mm-hmm. to come along? And plus... By doing some of these things and getting involved with different activities, you're going to be putting yourself in a position to possibly meet a guy who has the same interests or values as you do. And that was groundbreaking to me when somebody told me that because I never thought about it that way. But, I mean, for instance, if I'm going to play in a co-ed basketball league because I can, I love basketball. And yeah. I may meet some really cute basketball player <laughs> that's on my team. Or, if or even better lucky, on the other, on the team. other team. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be so much fun. And we already have that shared interest. And I'm doing something I love and I'm spending my time well, but I'm also getting to meet yeah. people that way. It makes having that shared interest makes conversation so much easier at first because you have something to talk about. So true. Um, and I mean, I heard this several years ago where I read it and I don't remember where I read it or who I heard it from so I can't give them proper credit but this is not original to me but they said to think of dating and meeting people kind of like running a race you're not just standing at the starting line you're running through life so as you're running you want to be noticing people who are running in the same direction as you keeping pace with you and those are the people because as you continue to run people will weed out they'll fall off. And those people who are keeping pace and going the same way you are, those are the people that you want to take notice of. And practically that looks like someone who serves in the same ministry you do at church. Or like you said, has that interest, whether it be sport or, I don't know, some hobby that you have in common. Go take a class. Learn to paint. You never know. If that's something you're interested in, you'll meet someone else who's interested in that. And then you build off of that. Yeah, that's so true. Because basically, this is the opposite of what we were saying about waiting on the couch at home for your husband to be delivered. This is a great way to kind of go on the other end of that. And I've had several friends who've met their boyfriends or even husbands this way just by putting themselves in that kind of position. Mm -hmm. And not that you want to do it just for that purpose. We're not saying that oh, you just want to go join every activity and club you can just so you can meet a guy. Do things you actually enjoy. Live your life. And live your life in in a way that you are maximizing the time that God's given you right now. Yeah, because if you're, like you were saying, doing it just to meet a guy, you kind of have this mindset of that it's easy to have a mindset, I guess I should say, that God owes you a husband. God doesn't owe you a spouse. You have to remember that. It's not something that if you just wait around a certain amount of time, then your prize for waiting is a husband or a spouse at the end. That's why it's so important to make the most of the time you have now, like you were saying, to the glory of God and for his kingdom. And really this applies regardless of the specifics of your marital status. You should be doing this because God doesn't owe us anything. But we have to remember, we may never get married. And that's okay. Yeah. It's not this tragedy. No. It can because be a that, hard pill to swallow. Yes. It, I'm not saying it's easy. But, but that's it's a because. And if that happens, that means that is God's best for you. That is what is best 
for your life to make you most like him and to serve him and bring glory to him. So don't sit around wallowing in your aloneness. No, and one thing to remember too, when you get to heaven one day, no one's going to ask you when you get there if you were married or not. They're going to ask, how did, you know, yeah, how did you live your life? Like you're accountable to your actions and how you loved people and how you portrayed your faith and how you lived your life. And that's what we're encouraging you to do. And at the end of the day, we want you to be able to look back on this season of singleness, however long it may last, and be able to say you did everything you could with your time and your gifts to make Christ known instead of just feeling like you wasted all of this. And this season is so much more fun and so much more beneficial for you and for the people around you when you're intentional with it. And that's what we really want to encourage you to do. Yeah, that's what I think we would say leave you with. The kind of the last thing is, yeah, don't live in such a way that you'll look back and wish you had done it differently. Um, and all of that through the lens of keeping Christ preeminent in your life. Um, so yeah, that's waiting. (laughs) Actively waiting for dating people or just actively waiting. Just in general. general. It doesn't have to be dating. No. Um, okay. Well, I think that's it for today though, guys. We hope this has been helpful and encouraging for you. And as we both totally understand that being single definitely has its fair share of challenges. Hopefully you've heard some ideas today that will help you find ways to wait well during this season. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, how you're using your time, how you're using those gifts God has given you. Maybe you've got some ideas and suggestions for us on some fun things that we could go do. So head on over to our Instagram. It is LFTM underscore podcast and let us know what you're up to. And finally, be sure to check back next week where we'll be talking about the list. You all know what we mean. Oh yeah, you know exactly what I mean. I mean the lists we make of standards and preferences for our future husbands. There is no shame here. Bethany and I both have lists. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, you will get to see ours. Yes. We will show Yeah, a lot of girls do this, but we're going to talk about how to manage your list and how to prioritize it well, so you're not going to want to miss it. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Looking for the Middle.